91.8 Hayes FM. Hello, it's 91.8 Hayes FM. This is the Weishi Radio Show. I'm Nicola Chan, and today my special guest is Michelle Hart. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you for having me. How are me. you today, Michelle? Yes, I'm not bad, I'm not bad, I'm good. So, as always, we are on Facebook Live as well at the same time, so we've got video and we've got audio on the radio. So, if you have any questions, join us on the Facebook Live on Nicola Chan page. You can ask Michelle your questions, anything to do with coaching, um, body healing, fitness... Um, NLP mindset and all of that lovely stuff (laughs) (laughs) but let's find out who Michelle is so if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got to be here today oh okay so um, well my background is fitness I came from um, an athletics background and then I had my son when I was a teenager so pretty young um, and that helped me to grow up pretty fast And then um, I moved on to teaching um, aerobics in 1995, so a long time ago I've been into fitness. Wow. And then I moved on to personal training, and then from personal training, um, oh, actually I've done a few things, (laughs) so in between time I've also um, been an ambulance medic for five years. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. And um, You must have had a lot of experience in that job. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of experiences. And you know what? I used to actually get a lot of jobs with mental health people. So, you know, people that actually having a crisis and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, yeah, it was just very interesting because I was always drawn to um, helping people in that sense. And then I was still working at the gym because I worked for Fitness First for 15 years and I left just over a year ago now, just uh, managing studio in Fitness First. And then... Um, in between time, I um, done my life coaching first and then my NLP practitioner. And then I thought, this is great. When I saw my um, teacher do something different to what we did in just the practitioner, I thought, I want to do that. That's just so exciting to get in someone's head to take them right back to where an issue had been created. So then I went and did my master practitioner. And also um a lot of spiritual work as well so i've done my reiki energy healing source awakening um and a few other courses um along those lines so i kind of do um a balance of things so working with mind body and spirit so a lot of things there that um complement each other actually so Mm. yeah I'm really enjoying it, yeah, yeah. It's like treating the whole person, because it's never just one thing. People come in for fitness, but it could be a whole load of other things that they really need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I offer all of that. Um, Still teaching lots of classes, um, doing personal training as well, and have clients. Your classes are awesome, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you did Insanity, my last one, wasn't it? I did, yeah. I was saying to somebody the other day, as an instructor... You wouldn't want to waste time going to just anybody's class. They have to be a really good instructor. Otherwise, you may as well teach it yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes, I remember. So, yeah, that's kind of me at the moment. And hopefully stay in that way and and kind of of coming away a little bit more from the class side of things and balancing out a bit more onto um, one-on-ones dealing with people with you know issues. One-on-one coaching? Yeah, one-on-one coaching. Not personal training? Or do you do that as well? Both, I do that as well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just finding a bit more balance. Okay, so that was um, a really short snapshot of who you are. <laughs> and we already have a short break. Yeah. So okay. this is a short one, and then we get a longer time to talk after this. But okay. for the purpose of the radio, we have a short break coming up. Please stay on the line and join us on Facebook while you're, while you're there. You can hear the in-between chats. <laughs> uh, all types of music for all types of people. The sound of Great West London. 91.8 Hayes FM. Hello, welcome back to 91.8 Hayes FM, the Way She Radio Show. I'm Nicola Chan and today I have Michelle Hart with me in the studio. Hey. Hello. <laughs> she was just giving us a bit of her story, um, how she how she's a fitness instructor and has become a coach but i want to know how what got you into fitness in the first place okay so wow we're going back a long time when i was about you know what i can remember it clearly athletics in school you know when you're in primary school Mm -hmm. and you had the races and stuff (laughs) yeah on the grass i used to hate sports day and all those things i loved it i absolutely loved it and um yeah, so when I was nine, I just found my passion for running, for athletics and 
from then I think my dad um, noticed it in me and decided right let's go to a um, athletics club and that's when I joined Middlesex Ladies Athletics Club which was based in Vell Farm so in uh, Sudbury near Wembley and I was there for many many years and I used to train in um, West London Bannister as well so quite a few things and I actually started competing every single week we'd go we'd drive to Portsmouth one week the next week we'd be somewhere else like you know all over the place and and race every single week so I was actually training before school and after school and I was quite um quite high up in athletics you know and I used to race against I remember the time Sally Gunnell do you remember her mm-hmm. 400 meter hurdles yep. yeah I used to race against her and it was always out wow. me and her every week well, every time we, we actually met and competed, she competed for Essex Ladies and I was Middlesex Ladies. So that was that. And then um, I got into swimming as well. In fact, I think swimming was a little bit before the athletic time. And I remember my teacher at school taking me to swimming after school and it used to be so hard because <laughs> all I used to do is swim up and down, up and down, up and down and they'd just say, keep moving, keep moving. You know, it was such a hard thing for such a young person to be doing. Um, and then I had trouble with my ears and then that's when I... So I think I was swimming from the age of seven and then went into athletics at the age of nine. And I have just been on the go since then. And from doing athletics, I had Daniel when I was quite young, teenager. And then I did go back to the track, but it wasn't the same. I had a, a different feeling for it, a different... I still had the passion and the love, but it was slightly different. And then I started to go to aerobic classes and I just absolutely loved it. And I thought one day this is going to be me teaching. And then I took myself to a course and um, off I, that was it. That's where it all started, teaching aerobics. And then from there, started doing different things. What was your mindset like back then when you were an athlete? Do you believe that athletes have a, a certain type of mindset that makes them more positive people, more goal-orientated? You've got to be really dedicated and passionate about what you do. That helps a lot. And that keeps you driven. So your passion and what you really believe in and what you really love um, helps you to stay really dedicated. And also, <laughs> when you win a lot, you have a lot of pressure, especially at that age. You have this lot of pr- a lot of pressure to stay up there, to stay up in the winning um, part, I guess. You know, like all the people that are up there winning every week in different areas, you've got to stay up there as well. And it's a lot of, a lot of actual pressure at that age when you're so young you know Mm. so yeah I do remember the pressure but I loved it at the same time I loved it and you know I look back and I wouldn't change it for for nothing I I just love it and you know I obviously stopped athletics when I had Daniel my son and found aerobics and just started getting into that instead did you find then that you were naturally teaching the people in your classes the same kind of mindset that you had yeah yeah, definitely. I always had that sort of uh, strong mindset from a long time ago. So how do you feel about aerobics, mindset, helping people like in a group environment? How has that impacted your life? In a group environment, I find that I have a lot of joy from that because you've got people, a lot more people in one space. And when I teach, and you know this, when I teach, I have certain things that I might say that people aren't aware of but it actually does help, you know, it gets into their brain mm, and, and helps a lot. messages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I send a lot of those out in my classes and it's it feels good to get uh, to do that with a lot more people in one space mm. than just a one-to-one. So, But I just love the, the group environment. I love the community feel, you know, I love that when people get together and so much, there's so much passion there with, with people working together as a team and a community feel. It just feels great. And, and there's yeah. something in that, as you're saying, about giving all that coaching, like subliminal messages in a group setting. Because I guess as the person, the participant, certain things that don't resonate with you, you'll just not listen to them because you'll think that's for somebody else. And then the one thing that you really need to hear, you hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I like how you take people on a journey. So it's like, come in here, forget about your stresses yeah. and your day and just be in tune with your body. And then you go through the process. Yeah, absolutely. I um, have a few people that bring their phones in to class so I've kind of subtly, maybe not so subtly sometimes, just say to people, you know, like, your phone can wait, like, at least an hour, 45 minutes while you're in the class. This is your time. This is for you to just step away from everything else that's going on and just really be present 
in what you're doing and enjoy this time for you you know because it's so important and this social media just it's just grabbing everybody and making mm-hmm. a lot of people become into autopilot you know and not really realizing where they're at every every minute of the day and it's so important just to take yourself away from that even if it's just for a little while you know i'm really really passionate about that it's just you know i see so many people on autopilot now and it's really sad to see you know because they're not really being themselves and finding themselves and finding that time just to reflect on maybe half the day so far or the rest of the day coming you know how important is that for people to take a time for themselves even if it's just one hour God, you don't even need one hour. You, need, you could five minutes at lunchtime, ten minutes at lunchtime, just to sit. Forget about your phone. Forget about everyone else. Just sit and think about how you're feeling today. What's happened? You know, to take note of what's been happening and how you feel about the day and what's going on for the rest of the day and what you know how you want to take that. So and that, checking in on your emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Which absolutely. I think a lot of people are scared to do, which is why they cover them up with external things. So the social media is, is input, isn't it? Yeah. The food is input, ingesting, yeah. smoking, drinking, all of that stuff is putting stuff in to numb out the emotions. Absolutely, absolutely. How and can we get comfortable sitting with ourselves? Because I do find with coaching as well myself that that seems to be people's biggest problem like the evenings i'm okay until the evenings you know Mm -hmm. that's when everything starts to go wrong but why because i'm by myself because i'm bored yeah it's because you're sitting by yourself and you're having that moment so if things aren't distracting you as much as it does in the day it's going to creep up at night especially when you're going to bed the thoughts that go around and you know how can you distract yourself a lot of people just look on their phone the last thing they do is as you said not so long ago i remember you saying it on your on your facebook i think or whatever um it's so true that people the first the last thing people look at is their phones Mm -hmm. their messages the social media the first thing they do when they wake up so that they don't even have to think about anything look at their phone and get distracted yeah you know and um i'm not i'm not saying it's easy it's not easy to sit with yourself when you've got stuff going on um but what i would say is is just if things are going on just give yourself a couple of minutes just to to be with it don't fight it feel it first feel what's happening try and accept i say try accept where you are right now because when you accept what's whatever's going on with you that's the point when you can then start to move on from it and maybe get some work you know do some work on it get some help or, or you know whatever but just kind of sit with it feel it on you know just get to feel what's going on and understand where it's coming from what even if you don't understand where it's coming from understand the feelings that you have right now the emotions that might be coming up you know with all that stuff and then accept where you are with it that's the point where you need to stay then you can move on from there does that make sense yeah (laughs) so like a mini meditation yeah yeah and and again it, it doesn't have to be long really it can be like a minute just to sit with how you feel and accept how you feel at that point just so that you're in, being in acceptance mm. with it that's the key and i think as well sometimes just breathing yeah just taking a moment to yeah. breathe and i've done that sometimes and just like lied down and just took a breath and thought this is actually the first breath i've taken all day yeah <laughs> you know when you just, just yeah, yeah really stress and you're going from a to b yeah. to c and so on eating in the car and just crazy life yeah so yeah. just take a breath a breath is amazing so if everybody listening right now just take a deep breath in and exhale how good does that feel just that one breath it's amazing it feels nice when you breathe with somebody yeah. else as well yeah, doesn't absolutely it? <laughs> we're all breathing together as one are you breathing with us <laughs> um was i going to say so then obviously you did the fitness yeah and that's what i was going to ask what was the impact that you've had on people because I really love teaching classes and I love that I've got to know people throughout the class yeah. um, and the different reasons that they go in. So you just yeah. assume that most people go in to change their body, lose weight and everything else. Or maybe that's what got them there. Mm. But then there's loads of other things that come up later and it could even be that the community feel, get out the house, yeah. be away from your children, have yeah. time for yourself, yeah. mental health. Absolutely. What are the kind of things people have said to you and what impact have you had on their lives? Um obviously messages that i give out in the class without them realizing in fact not without them realizing because a lot of people do actually realize and just say thank you that was great and how they feel and i think when people get comfortable with you and understand that you are doing it because you really are passionate about helping people so when you're an instructor you get an instructor that does it because it's a job it's it's money and then you get instructors that really feel passionate about 
helping others even if it's fitness because you we you some of us go beyond that don't we and we like to help people in other ways we're open to people coming to talk to us i've had a lot of people come up to me after my classes in the change rooms wherever they might have contacted me elsewhere after the class and actually just say to me i'm there because i needed to get out the house i'm there obviously like what you said because my mind is just going crazy and, and exercise helps because it de-stresses obviously the adrenaline and all the rest of it and some people are there because they've wanted to get out of the house and get away from abusive people that are around them maybe in their house and stuff like that you know family um a lot of lot of stuff going on not just because they want to be there to you know get better and fit fitter and healthier so there's a lot of reasons why people come and do exercise and a lot lately to do with mental health it's such a de-stressing thing to do and again it takes you away from all of that madness that you'll go you know mm-hmm. you're thinking about and, and I think as well when you're teaching hard classes like you do <laughs> and you can't breathe mm. it's like life or death isn't it yeah. that's all you can think about is getting that air yeah. because you need it to live it's survival mode right now that you don't have all the other distractions yeah absolutely absolutely it's so important to you know exercise to me is like meditation when you're meditating you're away from everything and you've really got to focus and it don't get me wrong meditation is not easy you can get really distracted even i can when i'm meditating a lot you know your mind's kind of busy and you think that and then you just have to switch off again and 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 go back into meditation so anyone that's just starting out meditation it's tough it's hard work you've just got to keep practicing you've just got to keep going with it in exercise i feel like it's a catch-22 sometimes with meditation though because it's like try and meditate but Mm. the actual meditating is not trying it's like being isn't it it's no mind surrendering yeah (laughs) it's just no thinking notice your mind then no mind yeah yeah (laughs) it's just you know what it is it's just being conscious so if you just sit in consciousness and just be conscious that you're just sitting and you're conscious of who you are right now on your chair as the person deep inside not all of the external stuff that you are just you as you are deep down inside your authentic self and still that even you have to kind of think who am i (laughs) you know what well who really am i well that's the question that i ask you guys to sit with yourself and ask yourself who am i really when i'm not a mum when i'm not a teacher when i'm not an office worker when i'm not a manager or whatever it is that you are that you say you are who are you when you're not all those people you know and and that that's quite um interesting in itself to just sit yeah. there and, and that can change can't of it of course it can yeah <laughs> <laughs> it can change but you know just to sit with yourself and find who you really are that's really important you know and like going back to meditation and when you're in the classes um it is like a meditation because you do forget all your worries and stuff that's going on and you're just so focused in trying to get through the workout um, and like you say, yeah, my classes are hard, but I also teach body balance and warrior sculpt, which is, well, warrior sculpt's quite tough because we do weight sometimes um, halfway through it. Warrior um, sculpt? Yeah, it's like a yoga class with weights. Oh. Not all the way through, but Sounds sometimes. Tough. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but things like body balance, where it's a little bit more, less um, impact compared to something like insanity or even body combat Mm -hmm. so with body balance you can move and flow and you have a bit more time to think to yourself but you're still focusing on the move and the flowing and where you want to be and you know it's you're kind of still focusing on that and you get a meditation at the end which i just love i love that as well absolutely love doing the meditation at the end because you can be a bit more creative and you can use your own stuff as well Mm -hmm. and i Whenever I do a meditation, before we start going into meditation, and you guys that are listening that may be in my body balance class at times, especially this morning, um, will know that I just do it, you know, how I feel to do it on that day. I might get like um, a vibe, if you like, if you want to call it a vibe, or I get a feel of the room and the majority of the room and what I feel to work on. So it might be breath one week, might be let, really letting go. It could be anything that I feel this class needs today there's just the energy that i feel with everybody in the class and then that's when i go into the meditation the way i do you know so yeah it's, it's interesting it's so you're good. in the flow i'm in the flow yep i like that when i do things like meditation or coaching and sometimes it just comes to me and comes out yeah and it just seems to be the right thing at the right time yeah absolutely absolutely 
And it, it's just very important as well when you get up in the morning not to just jump out of bed. Just breathe for just, even if you're breathing, like you say, a few breaths. Think about your day first before you just go on autopilot because autopilot is just taking over and you want to be in control. Mm. Does it matter what type of alarm you have to wake you up? Not really. I mean, you've got to get up. I used to have gunshots. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) When I was doing army training. Yeah, but that's your motivation. But you wake up with your heart pounding, so it's literally out of bed, on with the day. (laughs) But that's what got you through, because you were that mode of doing that training, so you wanted to be in that that mindset, if you like. Um, But for me, I think something gentle. So even if you wake up and you set your alarm to some really lovely, like, relaxing music that's really calm and it just sets your day up for where you want to be just calm focused and just generally just getting on with your day without you know jumping around like a lunatic and then going straight into autopilot Mm -hmm. makes a massive difference and you're in more you're more in control of your day then you must be very good at changing your state then to go from calm and teaching body balance to go from up to teaching Mm -hmm. insanity and throughout the day yeah I find that um, working with state, I remember someone um, a long, long time ago when I first started working in Fitness First, a guy said to me, he actually didn't say it to me, he said it to a group of people, and then he told me afterwards, he said, I, I actually used your name the other day, I used you as an example. He said that you change states where you need to, wherever you go, you just change, you change your state, you change your, the way you are to adapt to the situation, which I think is quite important. But then you've mm-hmm. got to be in control of yourself pretty much to be able to do that as well. Yep. And know who you are as well. Mm-hmm. That's important. Knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On that note, we have another break. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome back to 91.8 Haze FM, the Way She Radio Show. Just off the air there, we were just diving into other topics and going <laughs> really off on one, so I forgot what we were going to come back to now. <laughs> we are talking about emotions and being able to release your emotions through writing them down and expressing them in different ways because a lot of people just suppress emotions. And then when you suppress them, you can then see them around you. For example, anger. You can then experience an angry world because that's the, the filters that you're living your life through. And do you find, Michelle, when you're doing your coaching with people that you have um, phases of certain types of people that are coming to you and sometimes it could be that, oh, like this is like a mirror to me, that's something that I need to be dealing with myself as well. And when you're giving that advice to people, you can hear yourself, I need to hear this advice. I used to get that quite a lot in the beginning um, when I first started um, NLP um, and having my clients. Yes, I used to definitely see that, but not so much nowadays. Um, maybe because I've cleared a lot of stuff and obviously you never ever clear everything there's always going to be something there new Um, level new devil absolutely Um, and you know I guess you have you you know I've heard you say this before you're like an onion you cut the onion and you see all those layers and you might think god I got rid of all those layers how can I still have more stuff but you do (laughs) yeah because you know (laughs) it depends even I had a client who um think she'd just turned 20 odd and on the verge of actually not being here anymore and a friend of mine who worked at the gym at the time um he said can you please see her can you please see her you know um and I saw her and um just gave her a free session because she was in not a good state um and I have been seeing her for a few years now on and off and she's doing absolutely incredible she's doing her own coaching now as well because that's really like coming away from where she was in such a dark place mm-hmm. to, to to letting all that go now to clearing it all she's now doing her own coaching and um, I don't want to say much, too much about her but she's doing really really well and um, she really really benefited from, from that and so talking about clients you know as you go along I'm just going to talk about a little bit about what we spoke about in the break with behaviours and stuff and attracting things. This is really, really an important one that um, if you have, we were talking about anger in the break and how people suppress anger. Sometimes you don't actually know that you're suppressing anger and maybe different emotions as well. And then you might be out and about and, and somebody's angry on the street and then you are the one they actually pick on to be angry with to to you know let their frustrations out so you are the one that they've attracted because they sense they sense the same emotions from you even though you don't actually know about it yourself because you've suppressed it so deeply so they'll come and be angry with you or abuse you or whatever um and it's 
whenever you get people coming to you like this, you think, why me? What? What? Why? I'm so innocent. Like I've done nothing. Why have they done it to me? So it might not be someone's anger. It could be any emotion that you think, what the hell? Why did someone just let off on me with that emotion? And it just could be because you need to sit down with yourself and have a little moment where you just really go into yourself. This is where you have to start getting to know you more and finding out, well, do I feel that way? Do I have that emotion deep down inside? So you really got to kind of dig deep and sit with yourself and get to your inner self and see if that if there's anything that you're holding in there from way back when, where you've just really cut it off and blocked it away. Um, it's hard. It's 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 quite painful when you go into a, a place where it hurts still and you haven't dealt with, and that's what scares people from going in there. But believe me, I can't remember the quote that I... If it comes to me... Um, oh, it's something like... Um, I always remember this quote where it says, it's better to um, blossom than stay in the bud. Because once you do come out and blossom and get all of those emotions out it is painful at first but you so blossom after that you can really move on with your life you notice people around you changing your circle might change your um you might think i'm um, you know your life has become um i say luckier <laughs> but better and things come in that that you thought would never come in but you have to make that space you have to dig deep and you have to let go of those emotions so just just going back to that if you do attract anyone with any emotions that are coming to you or maybe people that just keep telling you their issues about a certain emotion that they're feeling or certain issues then you need to think well why are people keep coming up to me and telling me this a bit like coaching when you get the same people with the same issues you think mm -hmm. you have to check in on yourself and think oh is there something i need to deal with deep yeah. down inside I'm myself putting you know that out there and yeah. attracting that in yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's like before we actually went on air at the beginning we were talking about your logo which is a butterfly yeah and i was saying i saw somewhere recently about the butterfly that's trying struggling to get out or rather the caterpillar is struggling to become the butterfly and a man comes along and just cuts it so it sets it free but then it dies because it didn't have that struggle and it didn't go through the natural process yeah. to become the amazing butterfly yeah because sometimes you you know you will go into the darkness to get out into the light and you have to deal with that because it does help to understand where it come from so you can actually let it go and then move into the light if you like talking of dark and light have you read the shadow self no so uh, it's a book I've read quite recently. I can't remember who it's by. Uh, it may even be Deepak Chopra or somebody like that. Um, and it's interesting for me because when I first took part in my personal development journey, it was like everything's cleared now. I'm fixed. Like I don't have any problems. <laughs> I'm just an, a, um, a positive person. I'm always happy. Um, but it was like I didn't even know subconscious that I was suppressing my shadow self and I didn't know that to be so positive you have the negative as well there are mm. two sides to everything of course and as they say with the shadow you don't you only get light if what, what's the thing to have light you have the shadow to have shadow you have the light whatever it is mm. <laughs> yeah you, you've got to have the the balance with yeah everything. yeah um talking about shadows um I know in in a spiritual sense now I'm talking spiritual way now um sometimes in your own shadow have people that step into your shadow i know it sounds a bit if you're not into the spiritual stuff and, and and energy and stuff like that it's a bit like people can step into your shadow and walk with you and actually get in your way and you need to kind of let go of these people um and you know you need to do some work on that some spiritual work some meditation to let it go it's very interesting how people can step into your shadow it's a bit like people stepping into your energy and <clears throat> you know you can walk out out the door for example if i walk out the door in the morning and i haven't protected myself spiritually i am because i work with energy and stuff people will feel my energy and they'd want to connect to it and and sometimes those connections aren't great connections and they're the connections that we don't see you know the, the energy connections that some people believe in some people don't um, but i'm much much mm, i am as believer. well um and i guess it's like when you go into a room and you've you can feel the energy if people have been arguing in there so to show people that there is energy obviously yeah. and you know like when you're in a um public speaking environment you're sitting in the audience you feel the energy of the person before they start speaking you mm -hmm. know whether you like them or not yeah and they haven't said a word yet yeah 
Well, not so much if you like them or not, but you know about their energies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can you can just tell people, you know, through... And everybody's felt that. Everybody's felt that. We are all made of energy. Everything in this whole world is made of energy. I mean, this desk that we well, I'm leaning on right now is a um, hard desk, and that's a, a more dense energy. That's a harder energy, so it's going to be more visible. We are made of energy. Every single part of us is made of energy. And then there's other things that are energy that's so light of energy that you can't even actually see it, but it's around us. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking of energies then, do you understand the, the energy's resistance or can you explain to us anything about the energies of resistance that we have which is basically blocking us from getting to where we want to be? Okay, so that could be what we spoke about before with um, stuff that's going down, going on deep inside of you. That could be blocking you so it's 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 good to kind of like search that first as well um energies um i could say yes there are energies that can block you energies that you need to clear um and it's not going to be a clearing where you go to a coach for nlp it's a different thing when you go to a coach for spiritual healing and energy work because that's a different type of energy that could be blocking you it might not be your own stuff going on deep down inside but it could be an another energy that's blocking you as well and you know what this might sound really crazy but you could be walking down the street and someone might look at you and give you a really bad thought for whatever reason they just don't like the way you look or that you know they just don't like you for for who you are and they'll just put out a really bad um energy towards you and sometimes if you don't um, are not able to block it yourself and keep it away it can actually attach to you and cause you problems as well how do you do stuff like that? How can you block yourself of negative energies? Okay, so if you... Um, we all do something different. So, for example, I always, when I do meditation in the morning, I always have a creator of all that is, which is to me, that's the same as God, you know, and I, and I always ask for that light to protect me. But obviously, I go into meditation first, so I'm in that zone, and I always ask for a light of protection, um, to be there protecting me from all energies that have no purpose, that serve me no purpose. And that's quite important because, um, and all, I always say in the highest and best way, because sometimes you do need some energies to come at you that's going to challenge you because you need that challenge for whatever reason. So there's, the, there's that as well. So I always say when I'm asking for anything um, in, a, in a spiritual sense or in a prayer, if you like, I always say in the highest and best way for me, that's really important. I'll give you an example. Somebody might really want money and they are just asking for money, asking for money and just praying, I want money, I want money, that's all I want. And then all of a sudden they're walking down the road, they get hit by a truck and they, um, it was a truck's fault and they lose a leg and they get a load of money. So be careful what you wish for because again, it's all energy, your thoughts are energy. They don't just go out there and do what you want it to do it, it stays out there and it comes back somehow you know it's like are the law of attraction in a way say, are yeah. you talking about law of attraction well yeah but before the, the law of attraction um, came out it, it, to me it was just all energies mm -hmm. and, and you know what you're putting out there and stuff like that so you've really got to be careful what you think because like I say we're all made of energy thoughts are made of energy that you don't just think it and it goes away and they uh, the old saying is be careful what you mm. think yeah and that is but so at the true. same time it's really healthy isn't it to have a, a rant and just of course express yourself and, yes, and have a bit of anger especially if it's that person over there's causing you some anger but you don't vent it to them you do it somewhere else yeah okay so that it, it's good to get um, whatever's going on out, out of you to me it's good to come to a class or or whatever, do it that way. Um, but Make then, if you're, stuff in yeah, the gym. yeah. <laughs> if you if you are angry, okay. For example, if you're angry because someone else is doing something over there, and you feel angry because someone else is doing whatever over there, whoever's doing something over there shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't make you angry. So therefore, then you need to check in with yourself. Mm -hmm. What's going on with me? Why am I feeling what's going yeah. on over there? What's going on with me? And I know it sounds like, yeah, but that's easier said than done. But it's very true. Something might be going on inside you that you just, you just might be needing to check in with yourself and thinking, well, why, why am I feeling this? Why am I feeling so angry about that? What is it about me? And start questioning yourself. Because if you really listen when you question yourself, you will get an answer. Allow yourself to answer. 
because it's the unconscious mind that that holds everything that you've ever done in your whole entire life even to when you were in the womb and before that that's another story but you know we (laughs) hold on to all of that stuff way back when and you know sometimes it decides to come out because someone might have triggered it off someone might have said something something down the road someone over the road might have been doing something that actually triggers those things off in us and that's when you again going back to what we talked about earlier that you need to really check in with yourself mm-hmm. there's a lot of work but once you've done a lot of work there's not that much to keep doing if you know what I mean so I guess the goal is to be more aware to yeah. become conscious yeah that's the word <laughs> conscious, conscious. <laughs> with yourself yeah um, so let's talk a little bit more about the therapies that you do. We've only got a couple of minutes before okay. the break, so we can get started on that, and then we can come back to it afterwards. Sure. So you mentioned quite a few things there. So you're doing, the, obviously, the NLP side of things, yeah. and we can talk about that, and the energy. But while we're on the topic of energy, how do you do your energy sessions? What, what do they involve? Okay, so if um, somebody wanted to... All right, if someone comes to me with a... I've had this a few times someone wants a Reiki session so they'll come to have a Reiki session and I'll do I don't think I've done this with you have I the Reiki the scribbly have thing. I done it with you yeah okay oh cool See, <laughs> she's done it with me um, so I'll do a kind of a, a drawing stroke scribble if you like the um, scribbly thing yeah that's <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> with different colours and, and stuff like that so what I'm actually doing before we go into the session of Reiki um, is drawing like an aura thing of the person and it actually when I start drawing it I'm drawing like if there's any blockages or if there's anything going on that then I speak to the client about you know and wherever there's some major blockages going on or whatever then I'm aware of that more and then when we go through the session I can actually like clear that energy away from them um I'll talk about it after the break actually one of my clients from recent but it's very um interesting how I get how did to you see. get into that though did you do the NLP first or was the energy work first and drew you to the NLP it was actually life co- no it was NLP first then life coaching I'm trying to figure out how I did this then it was NLP my masters master practitioner and then it was Reiki no then it was theta healing then Reiki then a lot of other spiritual stuff Theta healing. I'll yeah. have to ask you about that. Okay. No <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's have a break now. So, for those of you on the air, stay tuned and we will be back in about two minutes. Hello, and welcome back to 91.8 Hayes FM and myself, Nicola Chan, and Michelle Hart on today's show. Um, this is the way she um, radio show, and we talk about coaching, mindset, NLP, um, fitness as well. And Michelle's the perfect guest for all of this. And we were just talking off air about Michelle's fitness retreats and how she's using all of this coaching that she's been doing to help other people. We're going to come back to that. So we just talked a little bit about energy um, and how you're helping people with that. What sort of problems would that be able to help? Like if you're sitting at home right now thinking, or maybe not even aware exactly what the issues are. What sort of things could you help people with? What's the energy healing? Um, really, again, it's like what I've said in the in the beginning. It's just to really sit in with yourself and find out um, what issues are going on and what you actually want to deal with. You know, because you know you can come to you can go to somebody, see somebody about it, but you got to know why you're going there. What what's bugging you first? What's what's getting in your way in life you know all those things that you really got to think you know what that's enough now I can't do this anymore I need to go and see someone I need to go and check out what's going on and what's causing this um so I've had clients that have come to me you might feel the same way about your clients um so for example I had one one day who I met in a nail bar actually and I had my fitness first uniform on at the time and um she said oh you work in fitness and I'm like yeah she was having her feet done at the same the time <coughs> and she said to me oh I need your help and I said oh why is that and she said because I need to lose weight I can't lose the weight I want to lose at the moment so I said so what's going on so she had a personal trainer and she was going to the gym and she was I can't remember exactly so let's just say she was about 19 stone 20 stone and she'd lost weight up until 14 stone and she could not budge from 14 stone 
So I said to her, we were talking, I said, well, I can't help you in a sense of training you and, and whatever else, but I can help you in a sense of talking to you and, and doing some therapy. She goes, well, I'm just going to sit down and talk and I'll lose weight. I said, yeah. So believe it or not, a few days later, it was bank holiday and she came to see me. And her issue of not losing weight from 14 stone under, to cut a long story short, I did say to her in the beginning... Whatever the issue is, it's not going to be what you're talking about now. It's going to be a completely different issue that's causing this issue right now. So we got into the um, the session and she basically had a moment where she realised what was going on and why she wasn't losing any more weight rather, you know, under 14 stone. So then she realised that, and it all came out, that when she was nine she was abused <coughs> by her uncle. And she actually real- she said to me, I don't know how I've got two amazing children, an amazing job and an amazing husband. And it came out that she didn't want to then um, go under 14 stone because if she did, her husband would want her more, like, you know, obviously sexually and stuff like that. Um, And she couldn't hack that. And it was all to do with her being abused. So we worked on that, um, understood it. So as you know, when you go back in time and you get to the point where it actually started... Um, your unconscious mind actually takes you to the point where it started even though you're thinking well how come I can't lose this weight and then all all of a sudden I'm talking about abuse that I Mm -hmm. never even realised was there because you blocked it Um, and so that so then that come out and I remember speaking to the woman in the shop and she goes oh my god she's lost so much weight already you know because you've let that go you hold on for it because you actually don't know what's going on until you get into the nitty gritty of what's why you hold on to that stuff it, you know, it's like people when they do emotional eating and stuff like that, and they want to stay um, unconsciously. Their weight is a lot more than what they would require, but it's a comfort zone for people. It, it may be because they don't want to be attracted for whatever reasons, but deep down inside, this is happening. But on the mm-hmm. surface, they have no idea. That's what I love about on. the coaching as well mm-hmm. is finding out that it is actually a positive intention yeah. that you have for yourself, of course, to not lose the weight. Yeah. There's always a positive intention. Because you always think it's self-sabotage, but actually it's it's a good thing. Mm. Like fear even, isn't it? Because it's a protection. We're scared of something because of yeah. X. Yeah. And you don't really know until you go and have you know a session with someone or counselling or deep therapy. I wouldn't say counselling. Uh, if you go to the doctors nowadays and have counselling, you'll be lucky to get anywhere deep. Um, it has to be more psychotherapy or, anything, or or something like that. I mean, obviously we do it in NLP with NLP um, going back to childhood um, is very interesting I um, also I'm going to go back to Reiki for a minute I had a client over Christmas obviously as you know and most people might know um, not the people that are listening though um, I, I lost my mum last year and I was really really close to my mum and like she was my best friend and I lost her in, in May and since then I stopped all my therapies I stopped my Reiki I stopped everything I, I started to actually for the first time in my life question my faith and my belief and everything so I went through all that and um, obviously that took a while and and most people they say scientifically it takes about 30 months to actually get over it but I know with the belief and everything that I do have it's not going to take me that long to to get through you know what a lot of other people go through with grief Mm -hmm. that's another story but anyway um, so I decided I went to Thailand and did a detox, which was planned way before my mum passed away. But that came in handy um, because it, it just made me kind of reflect a little bit more. And um, I met someone out there who was doing Reiki. So she did Reiki on me. And then all of a sudden everything came back. And then I, as, I, as I sat up, I started doing stuff with her. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God, I'm back. You know, and that, t- that kind of gave me that um, oomph to get back. And then I... I speak to, um, she doesn't come to my class, she's been once or twice, she normally goes to another class and I see her in the passing at at one of the studios that I work in and um, she had a brain tumour before um, and she's still got a small tumour but it's not affecting her and she's been, um, she's had a little few issues lately about the way she feels and she didn't feel like she was in this world kind of thing she's just feeling a bit fuzzy headed and stuff like that and she was get, going to the doctor and whatever so she went to the doctor and they gave her some more tablets changed her tablets and she felt better but she's still a bit worried because she's got she's been told she's got to go back to the to the um, specialist so I was standing there talking to her and, and this message that <laughs> I kept hearing this message in my head saying you've got to give her a Reiki session 
And I'm thinking, I can't, I haven't done this since, you know, my mum, I don't know if I'm ready for this, you know. And then um, this message said, you've got to do it, do a free session for her. So I asked her straight away then and there without thinking, I just said, do you want some he- um, an energy healing session, Reiki? And I said, it's free. It said you would be my first one since my mum passed away just to see how I feel and, and whatever. Cut a long story short, she came over Christmas and it was the most powerful Reiki session I've ever done. And um, so I'd done the Reiki. I got to her knees. Like, you, you know, you hover your hands over someone's body all the way through. And then I got to her knees and I felt this really strange um, feeling in her left knee. And it was almost like um, some sort of build-up of uh, calcium or calcification. Um, anyway, so I cleared whatever I felt and whatever. And I told her after when we finished the session. And she didn't mention her knee to me at all. You know, obviously my thing was the tumour and stuff. And um, we had a chat and the rest of it and she left. And then I saw her at the studios a week after. And um, I asked her how she's feeling and she said she had the best sleep ever. She said, I need to tell you something, Michelle. She said, she pulled up her, her left trouser leg and she said, see all these scars? I was like, yeah. She goes, and you did some work on my left knee. I never told you about my knee. And she said, but ever since I've had operations on this knee, I've always been in pain every single day of my life and she said after that session the pain is gone no longer there ever she said i can't believe it it's amazing so that's kind of working with energy amazing (laughs) um we have another break now so i'm going to ask you to explain a little bit more what reiki actually is for the people who are listening we'll be right back after this Hello and welcome back to 91.8 Hayes FM, the Weishi Radio Show. We're on the last 20 minutes of the show now. So, actually, we have one more small break, one more small break, and then we're on the last 20 minutes of the show. Um, We were talking to Michelle Hart about um, her coaching. She has a coaching company called Transform Your Life, and she was explaining about energy and the healing that she did with a lady which had amazing results for her knee. Can you explain to us what Reiki is for anybody who doesn't know? Okay. So when you're, you get attuned, basically, when you go and do your Reiki, you get attuned to the energy that comes in from, I'll say the universe for now. Um, it comes in and, and because you're attuned, you, it can come through you. You're basically just a tool um, where the energy can come through and then you then you know um guide it into the person that you're you're with you know the person that's come to see you for reiki and to me i will do it in a format of how i feel comfortable um I'm, and all you reiki people if you're listening please forgive me <laughs> because i do not use the symbols that i was taught in the in, in the course i literally just use energy and 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 i get when I'm doing um, a session with someone, I'll start at their their head. So my, as you know, I'm sure you've had it done with me. Yeah. Um, so the hands go over the the face, but not touching the face. And then I'll take my hands to the side of the head. And then the only time I touch uh, the person is I put my hands underneath their head and let them rest their head in my hands for a while. And I stay with those parts um, of the body where I feel as long as I feel I need to, basically. And I start to get a story, which I normally tell the client afterwards anyway. Um, and I get a story from, from head to toe. And then I go to the throat chakra and then the heart chakra. And to be honest with you, on the heart chakra, we, we might have a, a, a spiritual visitor, which is normally um, a family member most of the time. Um, but I won't go into that. And then we go down into the sacral, sorry, the solar plexus, the sacral chakra, the root chakra. And then I go to the knees and then I go to the feet and then I, at the end I touch the feet and just have my hands on the feet for a while um, and then I might get some messages come through or whatever I see a journey going on and it, it's quite it's quite interesting because everyone's journey is different of what I see um, and then I explain to them afterwards how and whatever um, and if I've seen any blockages before that I clear the blockages through the energy with the energy so it's basically about working with energies so even if I spend a long time holding someone's head for whatever reason I'm guided to do that I do that and whether I spend more time on the sacral chakra or wherever for me the energy is being put in and your body will use up that energy where it needs to the most so it's again like I say we're all made up of energy um, and it's really good that the western world now is starting to get in tune with all this energy um, work whereas before it was very much you don't talk about it and it was only in the eastern world if you like that they do a lot of that you mm. know Chinese when, medicine and they talk about chi and stuff yeah is that what they mean when they talk about chi with like tai chi 
yeah. moving the energy yeah. inside your body yeah does that relate to the chakras yeah it can do yeah so you know if your chakras are unbalanced so basically what it is you're trying to create a balance with your chakras um so that they're i call it spinning because it looks like they're spinning um and they're obviously they're different colors um and they're spinning if they're really not spinning very much and they're out of zinc then that can cause a problem in the body disease or illness in the body um again stress has a lot to do with with putting the body out of balance as well um so so basically that's how it works you put in energy in and it gets balanced where it needs to get balanced so the body can then balance it out it's like when you take vitamin c or a certain vitamin that what the vitamin's doing is actually putting in what you're lacking and then just creating that balance again with the body to create the wellness again in the body so it's all about an imbalance putting it back into balance if that makes sense and then allowing your body to heal itself yeah, absolutely absolutely so that's what Reiki is all about. Let's go straight into Theta Healing with Michelle Hart. Can you tell <laughs> us what Theta Healing is? I sure can. Okay, so Theta Healing, I haven't done much of it for the last couple of years. I tend to um, just do other stuff. That's why I used to be called Integrated Therapy Healing instead of Transform Your Life. So I've changed my, my name from Integrated Therapy Healing to transform your life because when someone comes to me I'm coming back to theta but when someone comes to me I end up using um, what I feel they need the most some people have come to me and I was going to mention this earlier but it just I got distracted with other stuff but um, when someone comes to a session a Reiki session with me we might end up actually just going straight into NLP because that just might be what they need right then and there so or we might just need life coaching or you know whatever it might take um, there is um a thing called Source Awakening where you deal with um, the your mum and your dad and your inner self. So you ask the positives and the negatives of each one. Obviously not in one session, you only just deal with one or the other in one session. Um, going back to Theta Healing, Theta Healing is more, um, to me it reminds me a little bit of NLP because they call it digging. And when you're digging, you're asking questions and you're quite, not forceful, but you go, you're going right into the head, you're getting right in there quite quickly. Um, and then when you get into finding out where the issues have come from, you use all of those bad emotions and you take it inside for, for healing, basically. And you, you allow that meditation to happen and the healing to happen then. So it depends what people come to. If, they, if they're more, to me, if they're more logical people, they want to know exactly, well, what happened to me? Where did this come from? Then you would probably stick to the NLP. But if they're more spiritual and meditative people... Um, then you would take them through another process of getting to the same point, but more of a meditation way. Um, and that is in Source Awakening as well. So Theta Healing, you go up into a Theta state yourself as the, as the coach. So you go up into a Theta Healing state that you might have done before they come there. And then you take them in to the healing. You, help, you actually hold hands um, and do the, do the healing as well. And then you go up and then you change things. So you basically, because I'm in theatre, I'm holding someone's hands. You know, when you touch someone, the actual um, your DNA talks to someone else's DNA. When you actually connect, you know, when you actually connect your bodies in some way. So, and that's what we do. We go up and then we change it. But obviously, the work has to come from from the client as well. We we discuss it as we go along. Um, so we're working in theatre state. So theatre is um, part of our sleep state, if you like because um, you've got alpha, beta, blah, 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 and you go to theta. Um, all good, and that's how I used to do it. Um, and I was just saying to um, Nicola in the break that, um, uh, that I'm going to mention something about when you're born. And I only knew this two weeks ago, and I'd, been, I'd seen it once and read it again a week after that. So it's, it's just validating stuff for me that when you're born... You're born in you're, you're in theta state basically. So what you're doing is you don't have any filters to filter out what's good or bad or anything. You're a sponge basically. So from the time you're born to about six or seven years old, you are a sponge absorbing everything that you're seeing, everything that you've been through, all the experiences. So whether it's good or bad, this is where you get your issues from <laughs> because you take it in at that age, um, up until the age of seven, when we start to have our own filters to filter out what we think is good or bad. And to me the other day, I thought, wow, yeah, that makes sense because I'm working in theta state to change something with someone and yet 
you you know you're in theta state when you're born when you've come here and up until the age of six or seven and and you know you can't change anything because you don't have no filters if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know so we're in theta state you know and and i just wish that um they teach some more of the stuff in schools you know and they do meditation and do some clearing and before the age of seven absolutely absolutely you know, it's a shame they don't do that in schools. Mm, I saw a video on your page with that. Is it your granddaughter? Oh, yeah. Who's doing um, yoga on the yeah. mat, on the I happy know, mat? It's such a cool DVD. Yeah. It's called The Magic Mat. Oh, Magic Mat. The Magic Mat. Yeah, it's when I so saw that, cool. I thought I need that for my yeah. daughter. We do meditation. You've got to get it. Um, but she'd really enjoy that. Yeah. Because what it is, I didn't, on my, my Facebook, it just shows the last bit, you know, the meditating bit. Um, but it actually takes, um, they start off on the mat and they have to stand up on their yoga mat and then they have to put all this magic dust over them so they're patting magic it all mat. over yeah they're patting it all over them and then they do a roly-poly on the mat to get all that magic dust all over them mm-hmm. and then they then start doing all these bird not bird animal movements and they actually say positive stuff as well affirmations that come out of it as well so it's so good you're actually doing affirmations doing movements with yoga and doing meditation and it's just the way it is it's just amazing i don't know how it's not in all the mainstream shops i really did you find that uh at a um conference somewhere you know like at olympia or something i went there i can't remember which one something to do with mindset probably mind body and soul (laughs) yeah mind body sorry the um, mind body show a few years back yeah because we've had it for two years now that dvd amazing and like I say, I just don't know why it's not out there fully, you know, helping kids do stuff like that at home. Absolutely mm. incredible. But yeah, that was really cool. But yeah, Theta, Theta State is what we're born having and it's all about sponges where our mind is a sponge. We don't have filters. We can't we can't decipher what's right and wrong for us and we just take on board what everyone tells us. So, and sometimes it's not a good thing. And that's why later on these things come out and mm-hmm. we have a few And then issues. cycles repeat. Absolutely. You are your parents and they are yeah. their parents and so on yeah. until you become aware and change it. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not our parents' fault because they only, at the time of when we were growing up, they only knew what was best for them. And, you know, if they had their issues, then they're going through their own thing. But they don't realise that actually what they're doing, you know, either in front of or whatever is going on at the time as you're a child they don't realize at that point but now we have so much knowledge and more people are talking about these things that you know things can change and the world can be so much of a better place hopefully if you're open to it yes absolutely Mm. um and let's talk a little bit about the inner child work that you do Mm -hmm. so i've had my own experience of this therapy Mm -hmm. um which was really amazing very emotional yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) i thought we did nlp but okay we did the inner child okay um, because then what I went on to do my NLP course afterwards and we didn't do the same thing. Okay. Um, so if you could tell us a little bit about that. All right. Um, not that I remember doing that with you. I thought we did NLP. But, um, so in a child, okay. So if you came to me and I said, do you want to work with your mum's stuff, your dad's stuff, or your inner child? So whatever you choose, we then say um, three negatives about the inner child, your inner child and three positives the same with mum dad whatever so you end up writing all these things down positives negatives and da, 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 da. and then we get to the juicy one that's really that sits really deeply within you so we get we go down into a point where there's a there's a point where you think oh my god that's 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 the bit and you can tell as a coach you can tell which which bits are what and then you start going into that and then it literally switches so you're talking about your inner child which is your inner child, which you think is separate to yourself. For example, let's just go to the dad issues stuff. So positive and negative about your dad and you go into the nitty gritty of the, I'll keep asking you questions about all the stuff you've written down until we get to the actual bottom of it. And then when you get to the bottom of it, because you're talking about what's negative about your dad, what's negative about your inner child, what ne- what's negative about your mum, what's positive, blah, blah, blah. And then it actually comes around where you're actually talking about yourself. So it comes around where you actually start, it's actually you you're talking about. So that's how much of an impact your inner child, your mum and your dad have. So when you see the negative and positive in those areas, in in mum, dad, inner child, you go deeper, deeper and deep and then you actually start talking and I question you in a certain way and then you start actually talking about yourself and then it's about all of your stuff, not the original stuff that we ended up talking about. Interesting. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like another trick way to get people to open up and, yeah. and say things they didn't realise were there. Yeah, it's just, I wouldn't say it's a trick because, you, you know, either way you're going to get in there because that's what you come for. You come for yeah. a clearing, haven't you? You come for for actually because you can try to be some people will go into a coaching session and think well you're not going to be able to help me and mm. they've got their barriers up yeah almost trying not to be helped absolutely yeah. but that's what i mean by a trick because you'll just get them in another way that they're unaware of it yeah. Yeah. and then obviously all the stuff will come up yeah i've had a couple of clients in the past that have been really really blocking their stuff out you know unconsciously because it, it hurts you know your your unconscious mind doesn't like pain it would rather you stay in that habit or whatever's going on rather than have to go through this pain again and, and go back and feel it but the thing is when you go through it and you get you know you get to the nitty gritty and you have that pain right then and there it goes and then you your life changes and then you know how longer live with that it's just you know a little bit of a battle going on conscious or unconscious mm-hmm. you know so it's interesting and so out of all of these therapies that you've learned and you've had on yourself you've got yourself to a place now where you're um a certain level of conscious and <laughs> able to do that for other people and help them yeah um how are you doing that in your retreats that you've got coming up okay so um as i was saying in the break um obviously i've been doing fitness retreats and i've been doing fitness trips for a long time i used to do them in multi years ago and then i stopped for a while and just focused on working here fitness and stuff like that and my other stuff and um and then we, ha- I had a, a fitness retreat in Athens two years ago. And that's when I come back into the, the fitness retreats and stuff. And then I had one in Cyprus last year, which was really great. And then we're having another one this year in June coming up. Okay. <laughs> um, Facebook's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then we had... Um, we're having another we're having another retreat this year in June. So if anyone's interested, feel free to find the information out after um and so what my plan was a few years ago because my mum was sick a few years ago once uh, for a little while and so I put everything on hold with these retreats and then she was better for a year and a half and then it went all pear-shaped again for 22 months I was kind of more looking after my mum in hospital so things got put on the back burner and, and I'm glad because my mum came first and glad I had that time with her mm. um so now I'm back on it and um planning on doing a yoga stroke meditation mindfulness probably life coaching retreat next year in cyprus and i will be doing another few retreats in the uk maybe like some long weekends um and it'll all be to do with um the work that i do therapy work not just fitness it will be other specialized um retreats as well and weight management and bringing in um obviously my therapy within the weight management as well so it'll all if it's, if it's not just fitness, the rest of it will be some sort of therapy involved mm-hmm. with it to help you. you know. There's also something very powerful about going away from your environment, isn't there? Very much. Changing so. your mindset and then preparing things for when you go back to be this new person. Yeah, yeah. You've got a lot of distractions in your environment around you. You know the environment that you're used to. A lot of distractions going on, which um, you know it'd be better just to come away from that and just be clear and have your time you know your space away from the norm your space away from all the distractions so that you can really work on you more mm-hmm. so um yeah that's my plan in the future very Brilliant. In the future we look yeah. forward to going to there oh good <laughs> um, where can people find more about you um so i have a facebook page which um is my normal name michelle hart as far as i know i don't michelle even know with one l with one l yes of course that makes a difference hart h-a-r-t yeah um, I also have a... That's um, an amazing name. Is that your real name? Yeah. <laughs> Considering the work that you do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and I have a, a couple of Instagram um, pages as well. I think it's Michelle underscore heart, H-A-R-T, 999. <laughs> and then I have another Instagram page, which is all about the fitness retreat coming up in Cyprus in June, which is wellness underscore fitness underscore retreats and i have what else do i have i have a website coming out um that will be transform your life um dot mh dot com is yeah that's what will be coming out so that we're just working on that at the moment um, that 999 is that something to do with your ambulance service <laughs> <laughs> the idea was kind of from there i think i made that up when i was doing um working on the ambulances yeah the emergencies of your mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
so the emergency help of mindfulness it's yeah. an amazing journey yeah. though that yeah. you've had all those experiences and put them together they just kind of worked to yeah. bring you to where you are now yeah it's funny because um i've obviously been an athlete from a very young age and actually got to national levels and for some reason i just didn't move forward to go and run for england or anything like that i just well, i had daniel instead so um that was my choice at the time obviously and you know what i don't regret it because i loved every change that happened since then and everything that i ever went through and you know good or bad it just helps you to be that stronger person who you are today and be able to help people more and i was just thinking like yesterday so many people come up to me and say well i've got this going on and i've got that going on you know injury wise and because i've had so many injuries from being an athlete to to just overdoing it with classes and stuff like that and you go through those injuries you can you, you know you're glad for those injuries because then you can tell people how to deal with them it's like you know mm. same with life you know you, i have had a background you, you you would not one day i will write a book and then you were like oh my god michelle really so i'm not going to go into all that but i could actually um write a book right now and you'd what would be, it be called you know what it'd be called probably a few lifetimes because it feels like i've had a few lifetimes in this one lifetime you know it's just amazing how you know your journey can completely change from being a certain way or having certain things in your life going on to then all of a sudden change to another area of your life or, or block of your life or journey of your life and then all of a sudden it changes and then it's just incredible it's just incredible mm, i'm definitely with you on that one yeah but then it also reminds you that to be content with the now mm. and not have so many worries about the future because you oh, can no, have yeah. things before that you thought were forever and they're not <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely or you can have things that were really crap in your life as well um that you just think how am i going to get out of this yeah. but you do you It'll always, always get be through. this way but it, it doesn't yeah there's always a way and, and i just want everyone to know that whatever you're going through right now there is a way out definitely definitely even though it feels like you know you might be in the darkness right now there's always going to be a light it just depends on you amazing <laughs> that was a great final note thank you michelle thanks for being on the show um so all of those details i'll put up on the facebook and we'll also do a podcast later as well so i'll be showing that around if you only just listen to some of the show so until next week we'll see you then bye <laughs>